819 on the crosstalk on WIZM. President Trump's 2021 budget prioritizes America's energy and environmental needs. I thought that worth talking about. So a longtime contributor to this program from the Institute for Energy Research, Dan Kish. Hey, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Welcome to Friday. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, happy Friday. I'm curious to know that uh, uh, really in the noteworthy changes for this proposed budget, the uh, the C word is not mentioned. There's no talk about coal. Is is coal falling out of everybody's favor? Well, uh, no, uh, there's, there's not a lot of mention of it, but um, in essence, they continue to do research on how to make it cleaner because we have the world's I don't know if folks know this, but we have the world's largest supplies of coal in the United States, and um, and it's already cleaned up quite a bit. But the the real issue ultimately will be carbon dioxide because that seems to be where everybody is focusing. And uh, there are ongoing programs, and they funded those, um, so they just didn't make a bunch of hullabaloo about it, but it's uh, it's in there. All right. Well, that, that and that's important. Uh, I, I know that uh, candidate Michael Bloomberg was taking a lot of credit for crushing the coal industry and shutting down uh, so many of the coal-fired energy plants across the country, when in fact what I had read was it has nothing to do with Michael Bloomberg and more about the market, that those those energy plants were transitioning to, uh, to, to natural gas, which is at the moment considerably less expensive and already cleaner. Yes, that's right. I mean, uh, natural gas is about half the carbon dioxide for the same amount of energy as coal is. Uh, and the trick, of course, would be to figure out some way to actually get that carbon dioxide out. And that's where the focus is. Um, it, it's research, but there are actually uh, places where they're uh, beginning to do this uh, and 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 so there's hope there, but um, right now it, it's a blessing that we have all of this natural gas. I mean, we are just, uh, there was a time when we were worried about the price of natural gas going through the roof, of course, because a lot of people heat with it. And um, now uh, it, it's it's very, very cheap, and, and uh, the, the savings to the average family uh, when you include businesses and everything else, the cost is about $1,500 per year from what it would have been had it not been for all this gas because of fracking. That's enormous. I mean, that's a huge tax decrease um, when you think about it. And uh, and we also see it at the gas pump because of uh, lower gas prices. It seems that uh, there are plenty of politicians who have so much of their own personal private wealth that they don't pay attention to the cost of living uh, in any place America, United States. So they are they they push uh, continue to push long and hard to uh, uh, eliminate uh, natural gas and oil from our use to uh, to push renewables, which are clearly still not ready to take over. Why can't uh, one push continue for what works and another push continue for the research that might someday make some renewable energy more affordable? Well, that that makes way too much sense, Mike. I mean, ah, well, that's you're, you're going to get some demerits there. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right. I, I don't see a lot of uh, um, politicians, I haven't seen a lot of politicians here in Washington, D.C. pumping their own gas. 
Um, I don't think they quite know what, you know, somebody picks them up and runs them from place to place, and they don't really see that. Uh, normal people uh, uh, have to buy that gas. They look, they see what the price is. Um, they they see the benefit of uh, paying consistently lower prices. It means they can spend money on their kids, on uh, you know, give it to their churches, uh, uh, pay their other bills. Uh, it's a huge benefit, and they just don't seem to get it, just like, you know, Hollywood elites and sure. people in New York City. Because uh, they don't, don't care. Seem to get it. They yeah, don't care. They, they don't pump their own gas. No. They don't know what that's like, and they don't really sweat the price of gasoline. It's not even a consideration. Well, uh, it, they fly around in jets. Sure. Yeah. And while they're touting energy efficiency and uh, as they're getting off their private jet. Uh, So uh, the president will still work hard to allow drilling in areas of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge and uh, offshore, even onshore oil and gas leasing, while environmentalists will continue to work very hard. uh, uh, Their policy of leave it where it is. Uh, We don't want to drilling, digging, fracking, nothing. Leave all those resources alone and use uh, use solar only because solar is renewable. There's no, when you plug your car in, there's no pollution at all with solar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's their argument. And the truth of the matter is we uh, China is the largest producer of solar. It's amazing to me because we, we've got a lot of um, folks who are saying, gee, we can go to this and it's, it's great and all the rest. But... Uh, you know, there was a time when we all fretted, and we fretted for about 40 years about our dependence on the Middle East and what they could do with a snap of their fingers to our uh, gas prices and all the rest. fact of the matter is China is the largest producer of solar panels in the world because they make them, uh, they've got child labor, they've got, uh, you know, not a lot of environmental uh, restrictions and the rest, and so we import them and subsidize them to the tune of thirty percent of the cost here in the United States at the federal level. And um, nobody seems to wonder what that dependency, because these things don't last forever. They have to be replaced, and once you get a lot of them up, they have to be replaced on an ongoing basis. Um, in fact, we just discovered that about twenty percent of the landfill space in the United States dedicated to demolition and uh, 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 building supplies uh, will be taken up by the by the blades from wind turbines. Right, right, that are uh, built so strongly that you can't crush them, you can't run them through a machine to turn them into right. sawdust. They're huge, they're made to last forever, unless they're being used as a blade in a wind turbine. They don't last forever. Yeah, that's exactly right. They lose their strength and they have to be replaced. And so there's an ongoing uh, system like that. And I was just astounded to learn in a paper that we're going to be uh, publishing next week that, uh, or a piece, that uh, uh, 20% of the landfill space in the United States dedicated to demolition and uh, renovation, uh, teardown, will be dedicated to is going to be taken up by windmills uh, so we're gonna <laughs> we we've got uh, some challenges as, as as we all know some of our landfills are already uh, uh, being pushed nobody seems to ever think about these 
side effects of these things until after the fact. It makes them feel good when they're advocating for all kinds of programs, but, uh, uh, you know, we have to think these things through, which is why basically markets are better than government, because politicians sit in Washington and say, looks good to me, and then we live with the consequences. I'm curious, because one of the uh, keys to uh, Trump's energy budget was increases funding for federal offshore, onshore oil and gas. Uh, the United States, the government, still subsidizing oil and gas companies? No, actually what's happening here is it's increasing the, the uh, money that we make from the oil and gas operations on federal lands in the United States, onshore and offshore, is the second largest contributor after taxes uh, to the Treasury. Um, uh, uh, it's up near $20 billion a year. I don't have the number at my fingertips right now. But um, and then the states get a lot of that where this occurs, and um, what they're talking about is the amount of money for permitting and that sort of thing. In other words, putting people to make sure that they actually get their permits to go out there and produce this energy, which then pays dividends to all of us. So it means ultimately, you know, uh, if you spend a nickel, you get a dollar and they're going to be spending more nickels to get more dollars. Right, and that means the United States general public, you and me, regular people who have to buy our own gas and pump our own, or pump our own gas, will notice that the price is kept at a manageable level. And I can't wait to find out whether the elimination of that uh, ridiculous $7,500 vehicle tax credit is eliminated for electric vehicles. If it's worth buying, it's worth buying. 